there. Let's hope this one records the entire time or else I'll have to rip the audio again. All right, folks, here we go. Feed forward, WTF is this? And what is a connect session? Workouts in, runs, K-bells. Why am I not, or why am I getting fat? Why am I gaining weight? What are some solutions? Lots of mosquitoes, working on episode 40. Yes, I actually did today. And uh, much cooler in Beijing these days, making it a lot nicer, a lot more bearable, folks. It is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky, uh, Canadian expat here in Beijing, China. Been here for uh, nine years, actually. Ooh, wow, September 14th. Yeah, it's the ninth year. It's my ninth anniversary of basically being in, uh, in Beijing. I've only lived in Beijing. haven't really cared to live anywhere else. Uh, there was... I did go back to Canada for 2017, but uh, since then... Uh, the entire time I've lived in Beijing, since 2017, lived in Beijing in my current place, I did have the choice to move to another location, but I was told that the work opportunities in Beijing at that time were a lot better than in places such as Shanghai, uh, Chongqing, or Guangzhou. Given that the pandemic was a little bit uh, rough and uh, all the events that have transpired over the last four years... I guess uh, Beijing was a good choice. Chongqing would have certainly been interesting because uh, it's not a place, it's cheap. It's like really super cheap. And of all things, um, there was a guy I had, I guess, interviewed uh, for uh, an, like a, an instructor position at the university I was at before I left the university. And then a year and a half later, I met him in Beijing and he'd moved here, or sorry, he'd moved to Chongqing from Beijing for a job. He'd left the university uh, and uh, was now working in Chongqing at that time. And he was like, yeah, Chongqing is much more expensive. It's much more Chinesey. Like uh, uh, very few people speak like any uh, English. Uh, all the menus are in uh, Chinese as well. There are pockets of foreign friendly I guess western oriented bars and stuff like that but not as many as in Beijing Shanghai very different uh from Beijing uh, in terms of character the people who go there uh the attitude of the the the, the city uh, itself and then Guangzhou far different from the north I mean that's where you also get into a different dialect altogether of uh, Chinese more Cantonese down there uh, but uh, very much easier access to Hong Kong, which wouldn't have really mattered over the last three or four years, given the uh, the prevalence of the uh, the pandemic. But certainly, uh, I remember when I was at the Guns N' Roses concert back in 2018, hearing some people talk about how they were living in Hong Kong, um, and that it was just easy for them to fly anywhere, like all of Southeast Asia, all of uh, well, Southeast Asia, and then maybe not so much Korea or Japan, but a lot of Southeast Asia, very accessible uh, from Hong Kong. We're talking two, three uh, hour flights and something like that. In contrast, here in Beijing, like you fly three hours, where do you get? You can get to Hong Kong, and then you can transfer internationally, yay. Uh, you can go to Korea within two hours, Japan within three hours. Uh, so it, there are some things that are sort of reachable. Uh, but uh, if you go northwards, I mean, you're not going to Russia without a, a visa. Uh, and Mongolia, Canadians don't need visas. But um, 
what's there, how much is there to do in Mongolia? <laughs> I've been to Mongolia. It's very open. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, interesting place and certain, but very, very, very open <laughs> to put it to put it bluntly. Uh, feed forward. WTF is that? And what the f is a connect session? Let's have a chance to connect. We'll have a connect session so we can feed forward our progress together within the organization. They're changing the names, but are they changing the ways? Okay, so this is an article I saw in the Wall Street Journal today about the uh, the new terminology for uh, the workplace review. Now, it used to be called feedback. Feed that back. You get, I'm going to give you feedback on your performance. Now you're going to have feed forward. Why? Because apparently people get anxious, uh, nervous, uh, uptight, um, dread-inspired, uh, dreadful when they um, hear the word feedback or a review session. So now you're not going to have a feedback session. You're going to have a feed-forward session. So it's going to help you propel forward within the organization and in your own work as a human being during a connect session, which is no longer a feedback session. It's a review session, and you're going to have a chance to connect with each other within the organization, particularly your overseer, your manager or TL, and you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I laughed. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I laughed when I saw this. And yesterday I was talking about uh, if I could ever sort of build up like a company or an organization and just what it would take if I could even do it, to tell you the truth. Because I guess it does take a certain type of person to be able to run a company of people you don't really know. Like you, of course, you're supposed to know them because you're a boss, but how do you manage them? It's, I don't know if I could do it. I've never held a strict management position. I've worked with other people in, on creative projects, but in a lot of creative projects, um, you're all sort of like-minded individuals. So you collaborate, but there's no real overseeing manager standards to reach or check boxes and stuff like that. Now, maybe that speaks for uh, some of the successes or the failures I've had over the years. Successes in terms of creativity, but failures in terms of uh, financial remuneration. Uh, that would sort of be the, the top one. Because, uh, you know, looking at corporations, they have, you know, they have a job to do. They have an income. They have a, they, a corporation... Uh, has found a way to make money, and it wants to propagate that method of making money to, to keep on generate to not lose that golden goose, right? That they want to keep on farming as long as they can. So when they hire in or bring in someone um, on a job for a job, you know they kind of want that person to get on board with how things are done on that farm, so that that golden goose can keep on laying the golden eggs. All, all euphemisms for basically making money. Do the job that the company specializes in that generates cash, that generates money. And within that organization, you need, of course, you need the cogs or the, uh, the, the working people, the working class, you and me. You need the, um, I don't know if you need the manager. Actually, a lot of people would say you don't need managers, but then uh, you look at some creative projects that don't have any sort of oversight, no one point of, focus and things become chaotic very quickly like it, then, then everyone's opinion is being weighed and considered it's like how do you 
navigate? How do you move forward? So it's almost like managers are the necessary evil of the corporate world, of the business world, because the owner, the operator, the creator, maybe they're off on another venture already, but they leave someone who's better suited to managing the day-to-day tasks. Whereas, And maybe these managers, they don't want to be the creators, the creators, nor do they really... Uh, maybe they're better than, or maybe they they just don't want to be one of the working class people. So they they they're they're much better with managing people themselves, managing teams of people, and it sort of helping enforce the company's directives. I guess you will. Uh, I guess you could say. Whereas the owner operator uh, or the um, you know the founder, he's kind of like, well, he's got another good idea because they're that type of creative sort that is like, well, I can bring together a team of people who know how to make. Uh, the cogs work better together than I could. And typically, I guess what happens with a lot of companies <clears throat> is that the founder starts out as like a manager or starts out as the, the working class person then sort of hires in other people to do bits and pieces of that job. He becomes a manager of all the different segments and then he goes, okay, well, now all of these people are doing a, a certain job. There's not really much more I can tell them what to do. So I may as well bring in someone else who's better at you know, doing the day-to-day management duties that a corporation requires, because now I have this other idea where I can see we can add value on a product or service or whatever to that complements this this first idea, the primary idea. Maybe it's not primary, primary anymore. Maybe it's just, you know, the first creative idea from the founder. For example, like an audio division. Okay, so now, well, now I can... Now, if I take that example and do video, but I, I wouldn't hire the audio people to do the video work because like their, their skill sets, although within the media sphere, they're not the same. So you hire, you'd start building up your video division, right? But video uh, and audio, not always the same as scripting. I mean, sure, maybe some people could write scripts, but some people can't. So you bring in your writing division and then you have points of focus. And as a founder, you don't want to be talking to 16 or, you know, for, for each team, audio, video, and uh, script writing, you might have three or four people who are doing all the little bits and pieces of the job. Like job. You know, you have your two arms, two legs, uh, and so each limb of the job of that division has one person working on it, right? And then, But the manager would sort of, can I say the head of that division, head of that team, who's sort of coordinating, and instead of having four people, four people, four people from each team talking to the founder and giving all the feedback, feed forwards, feedbacks, well, that's feedback, it's a review of what's going on, you feed those through the manager. The manager, so they have four teams or three teams, those three points of focus, they work with uh, the uh, the limbs of the organization, they feed that back to the founder, founder goes, okay, well, let's see what we can do, I mean, they, uh, how can we exchange resources, because he's looking at the overall financial picture, whereas the people who are using like Final Cut Pro or CapCut or Logic Pro in the different divisions or, you know, a, a finale for script writing or pages uh, or Microsoft Word or, or OpenOffice, I guess, would be the other one. You know, they might not be concerned about the financial well-being of the company, even though, in theory, the COGS, as being part of the, the financial mechanism of the company, the working people, they're generating uh, they're doing the work that generates the income. They should, in theory, be concerned about the uh, the financial wellness of the company as well. 
I know for a fact that a lot of people don't give a shit. <laughs> Not only that, a lot of people like to talk about owning their own company, but again, in that structure that I just explained, how many people are able to actually uh, think of it, organize it, create it, and manage it, and then deploy it, and keep it going over any period of time in a, in a sustainable way. And by sustainable, I mean that you're all making money. Founder's making it money, so he can pay the wages, and the wages are being paid to the people so that they don't go, you know, find another job that does actually pay for uh, broccoli with mustard or whatever they want to buy these days. What are kids buying? Or the iPhone 15 Pro Max, right? Payments, at least. All right, so anyway, feed forward, connect sessions. It made me chuckle. <laughs> Workouts in, 6.5 kilometer run at lunchtime. Did a 6 minute, 18 second pace. Uh, per kilometer that was actually a very nice pace it wasn't as fast on as monday um and it wasn't as sl slow as on sunday where i basically i think i did a seven or an eight minute pace and the eight minute pace is very like it was very slow very very slow very slow <laughs> 618 that's decent i mean that that you're you're looking at your watch you're making progress you're you're feeling like you're moving forward um and you, you can fit it in a lunchtime, basically. Now, if I ran, if I didn't run as much, uh, I could probably, uh, you know, finish, finish my workouts quicker, obviously, but uh, uh, not be as tired. Tired, but six point five kilometers did that. I don't know, forty minutes or so. K-bill rounds with uh, with run for fifteen minutes. So I did this. I was actually not going to do my typical workout of the double unders, uh, bench jumps, push ups, etc. And I was just going to do the K-bell, but I brought the K-bell out and the kettlebell. And the skipping rope out. I'm like, you know what? We'll see. Because I, I had the time today. But today was a little bit more of a free schedule. So, okay. Get on out there. Uh, I run the laps. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's keep going. So, do the uh, the kettlebell. And typically here, what I do, I do like uh, one rounds of kettlebell swings or uh, pushes and stuff like that. Pulls and swings and whatevers. Uh, I don't flip the kettlebell at all because I think that's just, I don't know. I think, it, I'm not sure the benefits of flipping kettlebells the the risk outweighs the reward in my in my opinion and then in between each round of kettlebells i would do a little bit of, uh, i'd do a half lap and come back i did that for 15 minutes uh, so as many rounds as possible after that i did switch over to uh, my typical workout so i did 100 double unders then four rounds of 10 bench jumps 10 one-arm push-ups and 10 half pistol squats uh how long did it take me i don't know well it took me 40 minutes for the run, and then another, I guess, about an hour for that workout. Uh, maybe, well, no, it didn't. It couldn't take me an hour. It was like 15 minutes there, plus 25 minutes, yeah, 30 minutes, plus uh, plus the post-workout walk, and then uh, crawling up the stairs again as well. So, yeah, so it took me just over maybe an hour and 15 minutes for the whole thing, for the whole thing. Uh, but, uh feel pretty good and I did yes I did do an after work uh, workout as well slow kettlebells focusing more on the lower body uh, very slow movements uh, and uh, making sure I lift it was during on Wednesdays I typically use the 20 kilo kettlebell what about this weight gain and how important is sleep so I've been talking about how uh, I've kind of put on some weight since I returned to Beijing and uh, yesterday I was talking about how it's like oh it's my good could be the alcohol, could be the chocolate I've been consuming, you know, snacks and stuff like that. Um, the other thing that 
I that I, I and I'm, I pointed out that two typically it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays that I get very snacky. That those are my work not workout days. Those are my rest days, and that means like I I usually only go for a walk in the morning. In the evening, I don't go for my morning workouts or anything like that. I don't lift weights. I do mobility sessions on those days, but uh, nothing, nothing as intense as Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, couple that with not getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, I can't get eight hours of sleep. I don't know how, how people can do it. Even seven hours of sleep consistently, I don't know how people do it. Six hours, I can do that. Midnight to 6 a.m. 1 a.m. to 6 a.m.? Yes, could also do that. But at that point, the the continuous five-hour sleep schedule, that gets tough to maintain. Six hours is a lot better. But I'll tell you, some days, especially when we're working as much as we are and I've got these podcasts to work on, um, it gets tough to get all of it done because to wind down after that sort of day, it's like I do want to go read a page and a half of my book. <laughs> it takes me forever to read a book because I just don't have time during the day. I'm doing all these other things, namely working out two or three times a day, right? Uh, so th- this, I saw a couple of videos on this. Uh, High-intensity workouts uh, can make you very snacky. So your, your cravings kick into high gear. And I'm thinking, well, actually, yeah, that's kind of makes sense because like on Tuesdays, Thursdays, those are the days where I'm consuming the same foods, but I'm doing less workouts, less of a workout. And yet, so even if I am if I have the chips or have the chocolate bar on Tuesdays, Thursdays, then that means those calories are, like especially the fats uh, and the carbs. Carbs aren't as bad as people say they are, but the fats, they're being ingested. They're, they're coming into my body. They're being stored because I'm not expending them. Right, so that's uh, something to, to sort of consider about. How much do you want to think about this stuff? The, th- the sleep thing actually got me because I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I get enough sleep to tell you the truth, but I don't think I've ever got enough sleep uh, just in general. So like five, six hours. And again, I've, I've mentioned this before. If I take the zinc supplement, I'm able to get to sleep very well, very quickly. If I stay away from alcohol, I can work on five hours of sleep for many days at a time. Further, if I take fish oil supplements, that does that helps me not have to depend on caffeine. Like I cut off caffeine uh, intake at two, maybe three o'clock. Depends. Uh, yeah, usually it's it's been three o'clock lately, so that might be pushing back my my sleep time, of course. But uh, two o'clock typically is when I'm no longer drinking coffee, nor am I taking fish oil. So after two o'clock, it's basically uh, coasting on water, drinking water for my my fluid intakes. Of course, unless I have beer, but again, as I've been talking, if I want to do that sort of go hard, uh, you know, work schedule, having the third and fourth shift in the evenings, got to stay away from alcohol. Alcohol will not help. It just doesn't. Uh, It it clouds the mind. It tires you out, tires me out. um, It distracts me. And the negative effects the days after also really do not promote the use of alcohol at all. Even though, I mean, I was talking about this yesterday. If I didn't have the beer and the chips, how how good would my life be if I I couldn't have those things? Uh, At least some of the time. It doesn't have to be every day. 
but uh, some of the time, right? So maybe those are some of the reasons why I have been uh, gaining weight, at least relatively speaking. Hasn't been much, um, just enough for me to notice that I am consistently heavier than I was before I went to Canada. Lots of mosquitoes outside, those little black ones, the ones that seem to uh, be the dengue fever carriers. I don't know if you've ever had that. I've never had it. Did I ever have the other one? No, I've never had malaria. Um, you don't get vaccinated for those, do you? No. Dengue, but the dengue fever, that's the one that if you get it again, that's when it like can really hurt you, uh, when it actually can cause problems. Dengue, the first time you get it, uh, it's like a, a fever, and you just, you, you're knocked out, uh, kind of like COVID. Uh, the second time you get it, I think that's when it becomes like a, a sort of a, it can be a serious medical, con medical condition uh, and give you some heart problems as well. I think malaria, I think, is just a problem anyway, regardless of which time you get it. Uh, working on episode 40, uh, so I am, I loaded it up into a Final Cut Pro, and I was thinking about this. Why haven't I ever done this before? Why haven't I ever created proxy clips of all my videos, put those all into Final Cut Pro so it's a smile f uh, smaller file format to begin with and then you know just worked with the video portion of all of my uh podcast i don't know what a steven what kind of rookie are you snap up boy buddy bro come on get it done episode 40 working on it uh <laughs> i have i saw I, I made a video an instagram video saying oh that's gonna take me a week to get done blah 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 and here we are almost four weeks later and uh, I'm just sitting down to start editing it now. But uh, part and parcel of being a working traveler out there. Not so much of a traveler, but uh, more of a worker at this point. Uh, so, But I will have that done. I was listening to the audio. It sounds pretty good, so it doesn't seem like I have to be do too much work there. Uh, but I uh, do want to make sure it sounds... I, there's some parts i got to boost a little bit uh, just to make sure it's a little bit more even. But I will let you know when that is out. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It is much cooler in Beijing these days. So it's a lot nicer, sleeping a lot better just in general. And of course, it is a bit cooler. I guess it's sweater weather. That's what you'd call it. Sweater weather for sure here in the Jing of Bay. Going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up my website, stevenstarsky.com. Yes, the website is working. Updated it today. Seems to be okay. And uh, of course, Spotify, Google, and Apple. That's where you can listen to this wonderful, sexy, scintillating voice of mine. Again, I am Steven Sersky. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.